Good evening and welcome back to our continuing coverage of Town Meeting 2019. I'm Lauren Glendavidian, here for Channel 17 Town Meeting Television. And tonight we're speaking with two of the candidates who are running for two different seats in South Burlington for the City Council. We have Tim Barrett, who is running for the three-year term. He is actually opposed by Frank Davis, who is not here this evening. Um, and so because our two-year term candidate, Dave Kaufman, is unopposed, we thought we'd have them here together. So you're not running against each other, just want to remind everybody, um, but you are both currently incumbents serving on the City Council. That's right. That's right. And you have, um, you are an interim, you've taken right. Pat Nowak's seat. Yes. Or were given Pat Nowak's seat. Since last May. Yes. Okay. April. So why don't we start with you and, and ask you why you're running for this seat now and what qualifies you, Dave? Okay. Well, it's actually fairly simple. Um, when we had that most unfortunate situation of a vacancy on the city council, uh, Helen came to me, and I've known Helen for 40 years, and, uh, and Tom I know as well. Um, we're both on faculty at UVM, and we've done some collaboration together. Um, they must have talked and probably talked with Tim and with Megan as well and came to me and said, what do you think? Actually, they didn't phrase it that way. They said, guess what? And um, I thought about it but realized that it would be a, a great opportunity to, um, to get re-engaged with the active um, work of the city government. So I said, sure, and uh, it's been very enjoyable. I think uh, we've got a great council, five really um, excellent, excellent people. Uh, we make good decisions, we listen well, um, we, uh, we do good things for the city, and um, so it's been a lot of fun. And uh, it's not like I haven't had time in, in government before having served five terms in the legislature representing South Burlington, and then a founding member of the board of the Cairns Recreation Arenas, Dorset Park Skating Association 20-something years ago. And so I'm running again because it's a, it's a great group. We've got a really strong city government right now. We can do good things going forward. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tim Barrett, tell us why you're running for re-election for the three-year term. Because I had so much fun here three years ago with uh, with Diane Meyerhoff, right, and, and that <laughs> discussion that we had. So I'm a 26-plus year resident in South Burlington. Uh, my wife, uh, Kate, just retired from the Heinsberg uh, Education District. Uh, I, I've been at IBM slash Global Foundries since 1981, straight out of school. I have a Bachelor in Science in Electrical Engineering, and I've been working there. Uh, for a long time, and officially I'm an IBM retiree. I think I was when I was here last time. Um, and I have a, a resume of, of time that I've spent working with the city. Uh, I was on the Library Board of Trustees for six years, and then I was on the Development Review Board for about four and a half, and last year I was chair. So um, it was a natural transition to, and at that time I was really concerned about some developments going on in city center, and especially with the schools. So I decided to jump into that, that race, and, and I was fortunate enough to capture enough votes from the, the public to uh, become the uh, three-year city councilor. And it's been a really interesting three years. I, I would never have assumed that, that you could spend that much time in meetings in, in, in local government, but you can. You know? and, and when you come down to the stipend, you're probably paid about 32 cents an hour. So that's like not that. why you're doing it. <laughs> it's actually, so the reason I'm doing this is because uh, I, I, I do care about the city a lot, and, and I try to show that in a lot of different ways from painting the underpass with cement paint that V-Trans gave me to cover up the graffiti on Farrell Street and Dorset Street, right, to, to making sure that employees uh, of the city understand what their employee assistance program is, 
Um, I've, I've tried to make sure that people know that, that I, I, I do care about the people that work for the city and for the residents themselves. So, and in this race, you are um, faced with by an opponent, Frank Davis. Yes. Just to clarify again for our viewers, we're talking with two of the candidates for South Burlington City Council. Tim Barrett is running for the three-year term. Frank Davis is running against him. He's not here tonight. And Dave Kaufman is running for the two-year term. You can certainly call us at 862-3966 if you have any questions. We'd love to hear them. So, Tim, why don't you just start with what's your position on the city budget and the ballot questions? And yeah, the city budget, I think, uh, represents the best uh, compromise that this, that Tom Hubbard, who was here earlier, um, you know, and, and his crew could develop from all the costs that the city has. You know, health care is, is going up every year. I think it went up uh, between 6 and 7 percent this year. Um, and they've had to hire three new uh, people in the fire department in order to give some overtime relief. So if you look just at the city budget by itself, I think it was a 2.85% increase, and it was less than 3%. My threshold for pain is when you get over three, and I think last year when it was more like three, four, five, I was pining for three, one, and I actually voted against the budget last year, but I was in the minority. I think it was four to one. This year, 285, I was comfortable with, and I think it represents a lot of good work, hard work by the city to, to kind of uh, make sure that the capital improvement program uh, meets its expectations, right, as long as well as the salary growth and the uh, the union contracts, uh, which you can't negotiate with once they're signed, right, and then also health care costs. So what's your view on the budget? Without without going to the, taking the time to repeat, I basically echo, echo what Tim had to say. And, uh, and I think, our, as I said, our city management, especially Tom Hubbard, who was here earlier, um, along with uh, city manager Kevin Dorn and the various department heads, done a really diligent job at putting together the best budget they can and that ensures that South Burlington continues to have the money it needs to do what we need to do to, to make it a great city. What's your view of the ballot questions? Well, the ballot questions are interesting. I mean, uh, you know, on the 1% on the options, um, city, the city has been in desperate need for a long period of time of recreation, indoor recreation facilities. Uh, recreation is one of those things that the city is charged with providing. We've got a recreation department, and yet for years they've had no way to program indoor recreation in the inclement weather in the winter. And uh, the schools are totally tapped out with school programs. And so, uh, you know, we started with an idea that we would build an indoor facility that would be a few million bucks, and now we're at 12 to 15 million at Veterans Memorial Park. Um, adjacent to the Cairns Arenas, which the preliminary design is, uh, is really exciting, but we have to pay for it. And, uh, and then there's an arts group that would like city involvement in one way or another in a new art center, which also has excellent merit. It would make South Burlington a magnet for people from outside the city and bring money into the city. And, um, and then you've seen mention of a bridge over the interstate um, to enable pedestrians and bicyclists to get across that miserable wide stretch of the interstate between the campus and where our new city center is. Um, my feeling is that will, those funds will come predominantly from a mix of federal, state, and, and some local funds. Um, I'm not sure what ballot item is going to be relevant to them. The biggest thing is our, is our rec facility, and we need to know what the, what the residents think before we can go forward with that. So my position on it is I hate taxes, but uh, we do want a recreation facility. This is one way to do it. Let's see what our residents have to say. 
Can I just ask you that overpass? That's that wouldn't be improving the current one we have from Staples Plaza. It would be no, this would be this is a whole new whole new overpass that would go from kind of where Quarry Hill residences are over into the uh, University Mall area, kind of the, the narrowest portion that you can get because overpasses are expensive. Um, but it would be a uh, it would be pedestrian bikes only, and it would eliminate that horrendous situation we've had forever. Um, of trying to enable people to move safely oh, from yeah. the campus district over to yeah. where uh, the Dorset really Street area, and awesome. and and I think I think that will happen within several years, um, and uh, it'd be exciting when it does. Okay, but first the question to the people are is, do you support making a charter change on these two? Yeah, and that doesn't in any way mean that the people are approving one project or another. This just says, can we? make a charter change to potentially add a penny to our local options tax. That would then have to go to the legislature for approval, and then it would have to come back to the voters for whatever project we designate. So it's got, it's got a ways to go, and the residents will certainly have ample say before anything is finalized. Tim, what's your view on the charter changes? Yeah, well, you know, we have, <clears throat> you have two basic ways that you can, you can raise money you know, within a city. You can do it with property taxes, or you can do it with sales taxes, or rooms and meals taxes. And, so when you do it with property taxes, you know, it really hits the homeowners first and only, right? But if you propose that you use a sales tax, you're also taxing money that's moving through the city, through retail and through hotels and restaurants and, and uh, bars and, and breweries and things like that. So when we're talking about the types of projects that we would like to do, including a rec center, I mean, the, these are distinct investments that we want to make for the long term for a higher quality of life within South Burlington. You can't do that for free. And so this is our opportunity to say, we think there is this list of, of, of projects we'd like to do. And in order to get the money for that, we would like to present it to the voter. You know, would you feel okay coming to South Burlington or if you live there, spending an extra 1% you know, for your restaurant meal? And, and actually, that would make it equal to Burlington's you know, meals tax, to be quite honest. So, it, you, you know, people have been eating in South Burlington and getting a 1% break, wow, on their tax, right? So that would make it equalized. But it would bring us to an 8% sales tax, which uh, would be, I, I believe, would be the first in the state. So one of my concerns is that if, and this is a long process, right? Because first of all, the, the public has to vote on it, and then it has to go to the legislature and be approved by both the House and the Senate, and then go to, to Governor um, Scott. And I, I did contact the governor's office and ask, is this something that you would okay or sign? Because, I mean, a while back he was all about affordability, right? And then they responded and said, this is the type of thing that, that he prefers to leave up to the communities. So I'm assuming that he would sign that if it got that far. And then it comes back, like Helen said earlier, that that then we'd have to get approval from the public on those distinct projects for which this money was to be spent. So the voters get two chances to vote on this, right? And then when it comes time to actually raise the money, we could pick and choose the city council what, which tax we want to raise, right? Is it the 1% rooms and meals only or just the 1% sales tax? And, and play with it so we could meet whatever the cost is. So I support going to the voters for that because I think it represents the, the, the type of investment that we want to make long term for the city. Indoor rec is really badly needed and we had several people tell us at the meetings that it's a facility that could be utilized by people not just in South Burlington but by other groups as well and they would be willing to pay for that that time. Well it's like the hockey arena, right? I mean people 
It's a skating arena. We allow figure skaters too. Sorry. <laughs> the skating arena. It's utilized by, it's regional. It's a regional asset. It is. It's, it's a tremendous regional asset. And with the, with the recreation facility, if you think about it, because it would have basketball and any netted sport, it would be able to be converted. It's going to have an indoor, it would have an indoor turf field, have a small fitness area, but also have a walking track on the second on the second deck, and that means there is really no resident of South Burlington that can't make use of it um, to stay, you know, physically in better shape and have a good time. And that that's that's really neat. And and as Tim said, we really need it badly. And neither of us addressed the, the rental car tax. Did you want us to? To talk about that or not? Yeah, let's talk about well, that. Which Just is 0.5%. If did that was that clear in your previous? Yeah. Half one, yeah, half a percent. Yeah. And the reality of that is, the the majority of the rental cars come out of the airport. They drive on our roads. Our roads, are, as, as we all know, are not in great shape. They're not in great shape in any community statewide after the winters that we've had in the past couple of years. And um, there's there's really, you know, no reason that for for that little bit. Which I think uh, help me, Tim. What's the what's the annual contribution of a half a percent? I think they were estimating there could be like a hundred and twenty thousand, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean that that would go directly towards road maintenance, and we certainly could use that. So I think uh, we'll see again. We'll see what the residents have to say about that. Tom Hubbard said you're spending about six seventy five right now on road maintenance, and it's projected you need about a million a year to maintain your roads. Just drive around here, and you'll see that all these cities need about a million a year to take care of the potholes, right? Exactly. I mean, given given the weather that we've we've seen the last couple of years, and that from all long term projections from weather experts is likely to continue, um, overall locally and statewide, we gotta come up with some magic to figure out how to how to better. Um, save the roads. Yeah. Uh, so Tim, do you support that as well, the uh, tax on the rental cars? The half percent, I, I think it's it's worth trying for, yeah. Uh, you know, the it, it would it would levy this extra hundred and you know, some odd thousand dollars and 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 it, it it's another one of these taxes that is sort of tucked in and around South Burlington either, you know, on Williston Road, Shelburne Road or at the airport. So and a half percent is is a very small amount. So I want to just remind our viewers that we're speaking with candidates for the three-year and the two-year term for the City Council in South Burlington. Tim Barrett is running for the three-year term. He's opposed by Frank Davis, who is not here with us tonight. And Dave Kaufman is running for the two-year term, and he is unopposed. And both Tim and Dave are incumbents. So do you think, um, I'll start with you, Tim, do you think that you'd like South Burlington to have more control over the decisions that the airport makes? Well, we, of course, would love that. Right. <laughs> the, the airport, first of all, let me just say, right, that I think that the councilors pretty, they, they, we all agree that the, that the BIA is an important economic asset in Chittenden County and, and all of Northern Vermont, right? I mean, it, it, it generates the ability to travel uh, to Boston and, and other points, and we not need, to uh, not to Boston, sorry, but it, but to all those cities, right, that, that represent hubs to get Vermonters to other places in the country they need to go. So I think we understand that. And, and the funny thing is that when I was here three years ago, I had no inkling about how much controversy that the airport is going to inject into the city council for the following year. And a lot of that had to do with the noise exposure maps, the decibel lines, the F-35 noise, right, and the fact that, you know, the, the city joined the amicus brief, right, in the F-35 lawsuit. So um, we would love to see some change in governance that gives the surrounding towns the ability to have a true voting voice as opposed to just an advisory voice. And we do have a seat on the, on the, the commission and also on the sound committee, 
and but they don't really represent any power. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a long-term issue that needs to be solved by people committed to trying to understand how to best get the local communities to be represented with, without hurting the asset, right? But also keeping in mind that we've already knocked down over 200 homes in the Chamberlain neighborhood, and those were really affordable homes that Chittenden County can't do without, because we have a real dearth of, of affordable housing, right? So, we would love to be able to to make sure that you know the, the the noise exposure maps we're hoping that the new one that comes out in April with the F35 modeling doesn't push those lines you know out further to make more homes you know possibly be purchased by the FAA we'll have to wait and see what's your opinion on this question Dave well echoing what Tim said and we we generally do have the same um, view of viewpoint on on most of our issues uh, I uh, I hadn't realized it actually until Tom Chittenden brought it to my attention earlier this, this uh, last year, was that I actually chaired a study committee in the mid-1980s um, to regionalize the airport. Mm -hmm. Obviously that, that never went anywhere. But um, I, would, I would certainly be happier if we had a broader governance of the airport, but we don't. Helen does a great job of representing us on the airport commission. We have our say as best we can, and I think it would be wonderful if some something could change in that operating format into the future. I mean, if you think about it, the airport's in South Burlington, Burlington controls it. That's just, you know, all the way back from almost 100 years now. Um, doesn't, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Is there any prospect to change? I mean, what would be the way forward to change the governance? Well, the various communities that surround the airport um, would have to agree, Winooski, you know, Williston, um, South Burlington, who else? Who else, Tim? Well, Burlington would have to agree. And Burlington to would have to agree. The governance, first of all, I think they'd be receptive to that. And right now, we're not there, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, we make our best cases and do the best we can. And uh, and as Tim said, the airport is a critical resource to the to the region, and we just want to see it operate as efficiently as possible to serve the needs of the of the flyers. So um, this, this next question has to do with um, interim zoning bylaws in response to development of the Southeast Quadrant. I remember, I think it was the Southeast Quadrant that we, South Burlington decided to set aside for open space and kind of planned development, careful development. So are you satisfied with the development that's going on in that region and also in the city as a whole, I guess I would say? Well, I, you gotta look at, you look at the city as a whole, Overall, looking back on many years, um, generally, broad statement, I've been relatively satisfied with the development in South Burlington. There are a few spots where I'd like to think, I wish we hadn't have done that. Um, but looking ahead, the pressures on development were increasing fairly significantly. And the Southeast Quadrant is the area of the city that is targeted to preserve more open space. And, uh, and we felt, as a council, um, with tremendous input from the residents, residents in many, many locations throughout the city, but obviously in the immediate area of the Southeast Quadrant, that we needed to take a harder look and make sure that what we were planning for the future was in, in, in lockstep with our comp comprehensive plan and that uh, indeed we were going to not uh, get 15 years down the road and say, oh my God, what a mess we've made. And so I think the interim zoning, as I think I said in something I wrote, um, was something that was favored by many, many people and not really, and not vilified by anybody, including the developers. They weren't happy with it, but it wasn't like, oh my God, you're, you're gonna ruin our, 
ruin our economic futures. And we put a tight nine-month time frame on it. And um, from what I what I know from talking with well, Tim chairs one of the committees. You do, right? You're the I was the interim the, chair. You're the interim chair, and Alan Strong, who's who's the associate dean in my school at the university, um, chairs the open spaces committee. And you know, the intent is to get this work done in nine months and, and have a, a better plan going going forward. Um, you know, the irony is, if you think way, way back, the biggest mess-ups that we were allowed to, we allowed Shelburne Road and Williston Road to develop the way they did. We'd never, ever do something like that again. So, you know, you look at those and look at the rest of the city, and we, we haven't done badly. And the city center, um, the city center district and the new community center is, is something that uh, I think is fabulous. I think uh, um, people forever have said, why doesn't South Burlington have a real town? Well, now we will. And I think that's the beginning of something really good, and it'll be a mixed-use um, area, affordable housing, market value housing, commercial retail, um, the new community center, the park, it's going to be terrific. So I think interim zoning was needed right now, and hopefully we can stay on schedule. So Tim, can you describe to us what that interim zoning plan means in the southeast quadrant? Can you draw a picture of it for us? Well, so there so from even from the time my time that started in the DRB in 2011, right, there have been uh, projects in the southeast quadrant that have been proposed, that have been designed, and that have stalled. You have one that's at Spear Meadows, which is near the corner of Swift and Spear, that Eric Farrell originally started, and that's sitting waiting for a court decision on transferable development rights, which is one of the committees that we have as part of interim zoning to look at that. Um, that, that land development regulation and see if it is applied, if it can be applied better in, in order to preserve open space in the city. Um, you also have other planned developments uh, like Cider Mill 2, which has not broken ground yet. Uh, and, and a lot of these, these developments were, were, have, been go have gone entirely through the DRB process with planning and zoning and have been approved. But it, what happens is that when they actually break ground and start cutting down trees, even though these have been advertised in the other paper repeatedly and been reported on by their excellent reporting, people see trees going down and earth being torn up and dynamiting as they did at Hillside Farm, you know, and they, they, they feel this, this, this kind of fear that, you know, we're, we're losing all this natural area. And, and I understand that feeling and I relate to it. Um, the problem is that you know the land development regulations allowed this. They went through the these developers went through the process. They purchased the land, and they're getting ready to try and create a community of a certain density. And uh, you know, if you're a developer, the more density you can get on the land that you purchased, which cost you a lot, the the more profits you can make. And I mean, and these are just typical business equations that that people have to go through. Um, so with the advent of the Dorset Meadows proposal, which is off of Nolan Farm Road, I think that the immediate neighbors there, knowing what was happening at Spear Meadows, seeing what had happened at, at, at O'Brien Hillside Farm, and especially in city center, even though that's been planned since the 70s to develop that area, I think everybody got uh, a little bit alarmed. And so this group SOS formed. And they came and they talked to city council repeatedly about their need to see that we pause the development and they're really concerned about the Southeast Quadrant and how can we best take care of the remaining open space that's there and make sure that it's, it's preserved while balancing that with the need to, to build homes. It's a really good question. That's why we're doing this nine month pause on any new developments like you know the, the Dorset Meadows is grandfathered because the, 
you know, the application went in before IZ was implemented. So that will move forward, you know, but it'll probably be um, challenged in court. We probably should make clear there that, that development will occur in the southeast quadrant. It's just, it's just we want to be sure that whatever development does occur is done as responsibly as possible and uh, with a vision towards having ample open space in the, in the future. And don't forget, I mean, the council approved back in October uh, spending our open space fund to the tune of like $606,000, right, to work a three-way deal between Dirt Capital and Bread and Butter right. Farm and the city to preserve, I think it's about 300 plus acres in the extreme southeast corner of the southeast quadrant. And that land will remain agricultural uh, or have conservation easements put on it. And, and that was part of the sales condition in the first place. So I was really perplexed when, you know, when the, you know, the, the community came to the city council and was complaining about development when we had just spent this money to preserve a lot of land which, which granted isn't served by water or, you know, or, or sewer, and so it's not easily developable, but there was a chunk of it that was prime developable land. So this is, again, is, is one of these you know, perception problems of the public versus what's the reality. And the other question is, how much land is really available to be left in the southeast quadrant that you could truly put a PUD, a planned unit development, on in the first place? And, and that's another good question that will be answered in the, by the Open Space Committee during interim zoning. So Tim, why don't you use this opportunity to give us a one-minute closing statement? That soon already? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, so uh, when I ran three years ago, uh, I was really passionate about the, those things that I was running for, and uh, some of those things have changed. But in the meantime, I've really come to know and respect uh, the staff at the city and also my fellow city councilors, and I, uh, I really enjoy this, this responsibility, and I look forward to, to doing it for, for, for three more years if the voters will have me, and, and I'm, I'm asking for your vote on March 5th. My name comes first in the three-year box. Tim Barrett, just take your little felt tip pen and fill in that circle with a black dot, and I, I really appreciate it. And you know, people can contact me anytime. If they go to this, the city's uh, website, they'll find my email address and my phone number, and they can call me if they have issues, and people do. They contact all of us, <laughs> all five of us. So, uh, so I'm asking you for your vote, and I, I hope you'll consider me. I've, I've tried my hardest in the last three years to, to do a good job, and I've attended almost every meeting, all right? Not only the city council meetings, but other meetings as well. And, and so, you know, I think you can see by, by the, the, <laughs> the amount of time that I've spent on this that I really am committed to trying to make South Burlington a great place to live. Thanks. Thank you so much. Tim Barrett is running for the three-year term against Frank Davis, who's not here this evening. Dave Kaufman, you're running unopposed for the two-year term. Your closing statement. It's uh, first, before I forget, let me say that, uh, as I said at the outset, we have a very, very solid council. Now, we don't agree on everything, but we discuss. We listen to what the, the residents have to say, listen to what the city departments have to share with us. I think we make very responsible decisions and uh, I too would encourage the voters to, to keep Tim where he is. It's, uh, he's a great asset to the council. Um, for personally, uh, South Burlington, we've lived, there, we lived here for know, 40, 40 plus years, brought up three, three sons. They've been through the best school system in the state, which it's important that we keep it that way, and, and I think we're on track to do that. But uh, South Burlington is a wonderful city to, to live, to work, and to play. And um, if I can continue to contribute to that um, for the next several years, that would be wonderful. As I say, I enjoy it. I think uh, my perspective, which has a lot of history to it, uh, is helpful. 
and that I understand what we're striving to be in the future. And I think uh, Tim, Tim just said, I think we have a really strong city government right now, um, led by uh, Kevin and Tom, who were, uh, who were two great guys with a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. And uh, I don't think going forward we could be, uh, other than the fact that we can't control Mother Nature and get rid of the potholes, I think we're doing pretty darn well. And um, I look forward to continuing to, to do that and uh, for the next couple of years anyway. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me tonight here on Channel 17. We've been talking with two candidates for two different seats for South Burlington City Council. Tim Barrett is running against Frank Davis for the three-year seat. And uh, Dave Kaufman is running for the two-year seat. So we're glad you could join us. Thanks for watching. And stay tuned to Channel 17's continuing coverage of Town Meeting 2019. And don't forget, we have live election results next Tuesday, the 5th of March starting at 7 p.m. And everybody remember to vote. Don't forget to vote.